didn't really realize how few female stone sculptors there was in the world in general. You know, my dad, he did kind of say something once that made me realize that, wow, this is something special, you know, because, you know, being a Native American and female stone sculptor is even rarer. It's very hard work and I'm really proud to represent a very small demographic. First People's Fund presents the Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. I'm Shana Gramboys Herrera and I am Turtle Mountain Chippewa from Belcourt, North Dakota. I currently reside in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I am a stone sculptor. So I'm a second generation stone sculptor. My father, Raleigh Gramboys, um, taught me how to stone sculpt. I basically grew up in the studio, made my first sculpture when I was about four years old, and I've been carving ever since. I did my first Santa Fe Indian Market when I was five years old. That's how I got started, and it's always just been a part of my life. My normal day job, I'm actually a manager at a local cancer center here in Santa Fe, and I also have three children. I have a 13-year-old stepdaughter, an 11-year-old daughter, and a two-year-old son. I somehow find time to carve in between all of those things. You know, this summer, my husband and my kids, they'll come outside with me and we'll be out here until it gets dark, usually. My son has his little toys and his trucks all over the place. And my daughter, my daughters, they'll either knock around on a piece of stone, try and carve something, or they'll work on different bracelets and, and just different things. Um, it's been really nice. It's family time, even though we're all working on our own things. Um, it's been really great to at least just be outside and doing things together. I didn't really realize how few female stone sculptors there was in the world in general. Um, but, you know, my dad, he did kind of say something once that made me realize that, wow, this is something special, you know, because he says, you know, stone sculptors are rare in general. It's not a very common medium art form. It's, it's, it's hard. You know, being a Native American and female stone sculptor is even rarer. You know, I, I think that I can probably count on two hands female Native stone sculptors that I know personally. You know, it's not a whole lot out there. When I pe tell people that I'm a stone sculptor, they're very amazed. They're like, how do you lift it? How do you do this? You know, it's very hard work and I'm really proud to represent this very small demographic. So. Definitely during the pandemic, uh, while I was pregnant with my son, I did try and do some um, clay sculpture, which um, I really enjoyed, you know, just making a clay uh, sculpture and then making a mold and casting it into bronze, something that I've done in the past. And I, I really did enjoy that. It was a lot, a lot less messy and easier. The other thing that I've been getting into recently in the past year is just like making shirts or dresses, my own ribbon skirt. My mom's a really wonderful seamstress, so we like collaborate together. You know, she puts our ideas into reality with putting those designs together. So I'm excited about that. 
there's so many different things that kind of go into what inspires me, but definitely my family relationships with my husband or my my mom or my father, um, my relationship with my kids. I really enjoy carving different animal figures and being outside in my studio. There's those are things that definitely just inspire me and motivate me to get out and work. Being able to be located where I am and where my studio is, and I have such an amazing view. I, it, I, even if I'm doing something minor, just good for my soul to come out here. My dad passed away six years ago, and it was very challenging trying to physically move everything, but also it was emotionally super challenging. It was unexpected, and just getting my studio established with everything that I inherited from my dad, that was a huge challenge. You know, I, I, there was over a year time span where I wasn't able to carve at all because I didn't have a studio space. So that was definitely one of the biggest challenges is getting myself uh, established as with a studio. Another hurdle was, you know, after my dad passed, I did not participate in any of the market for quite a I probably about two or three years. And I had applied a couple times, but just because there was such a lull in my production, I didn't have, I didn't get accepted into the market because I didn't have any recent works for pictures. And one of the ways that I was able, able, able to overcome that was started the free Indian market and I applied for that. And I actually really, I enjoy showing my work. It was a way of getting my foot back in the door in terms of producing and showing my stuff in the markets. Those have been some hurdles, definitely. And obviously with COVID, um, you know, those markets didn't happen. So, I mean, I had to adapt and figure out ways to sell my work. And the little bit I did create during that time, I was able to market through Facebook and through social media and was able to sell some work. So my father was a First Peoples fellow. So that's how I heard about First Peoples Flying. And he definitely talked to me about the great things that he was able to, improvements he was able to make in his studio and different um, advertisements he was able to put forth because of First Peoples Fund. For me, it's been such a huge help this year. Because of First People's Fund, I was able to get electricity installed in my studio, which is amazing. Like I have lights in here now and I can work past dark. I can just plug in my power tools. It just makes the world of difference to be able to have something that's um, so essential to stone carving. I'm also planning on my next step is through the First Peoples Fund grant that I received was I'm going to be replacing my motor on my air compressor, which is also a really essential tool for me um, as I stone sculpt. Um, I use my air hammer all the time to rough out my sculptures. So I'm super excited to get my new motor in. And I really have liked the willingness and the um, helping hands that, you know, and all the resources that First People Fund has been able to offer. I work really closely with the Native American Student Services Program for the Santa Fe Public Schools. One of my goals was to work with the students, the public schools, and do a workshop with the students to show them, you know, just general skills on how to stone sculpt, really just doing like a basic project. The students will be from 6th to 12th grade. So I'm super excited. I absolutely love to teach people how to stone sculpt 
And so that I feel like is really touching and something that I feel so passionately about is just being able to um, teach people. And so that's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, one of my biggest goals beyond loving stone sculpture has just been to continue my dad's legacy of making an imprint in other people's lives by teaching and by carving. I am trying my hardest to do that. My legacy, I would like other people to learn how to stone sculpt, you know, those are things, being interested in stone sculpting in general, like anyone that I could ever teach, I feel like would be part of my legacy. If I could get my kids to continue on and have third generation stone sculptors, I would absolutely love for that to happen. And then obviously just continuing on with my dad's legacy and making an impact with having these stone sculptures that are going to last, you know, forever. The Collective Spirit Podcast is produced by First Peoples Fund, whose mission is to honor and support Indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.